This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, my guest is Tabitha Mazzara, and she is the Director of Operations with M-Bank Mortgage. Welcome. Thank you. So Tabitha, tell us, what, what made you get into the mortgage industry? Um, I'm a mortgage brat. My mother, back in the 80s, uh, was a mortgage broker, and, uh, you know, she enlisted the help of uh, her children, both myself and my sister. And uh, that was my introduction. It was fantastic and informative and, you know, really dug in from the ground up. It was an amazing education and an incredible journey. So right. um, that was in the 80s. Okay. So what, what, what gets you excited about, um, you know, working with people and business and stuff with, with mortgages? I think the most exciting aspect to what I do is the creative nature and my ability to assist people in achieving their financing goals, because these are some really big decisions. There's usually a lot on the line. Um, it helps families facilitate you know, their dreams. Others facilitate business transactions that are meaningful. Um, and with my depth of knowledge, uh, I, I'm able to advise people in a really um, detailed and significant, meaningful manner. So what are some of the, the common mistakes that you see people make, um, you know, when they're uh, trying to get a mortgage? I think people get really fixated on the terms initially. Um, and I think that is important, but I think the most important um, aspect of home buying, uh, you know, refinancing, anything related to mortgage finance for the consumer is that they're engaging and dealing with uh, an expert, somebody that can really advise them, uh, you know, as the best possible products available and really assist them throughout the qualification process. Uh, and I think, you know, the terms will be should be secondary to that uh i think first they should know who they're engaging with okay. so that's a big mistake 
No, no. When you say who they're engaging with, do you mean um, the the individual broker or the the company that they represent? You know, I think it's both. I think that um, you know many people are still using mortgage brokers, which I understand. You know, um, if you have a relationship, there's a comfort level and that feeling that they have access to multiple, um, you know, different finance options is what drives that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think people should explore dealing with a direct lender because I think answers are clear, concise. Uh, I think the communication is definitely more fluid. Uh, and I think when, you know, you wind up within a transaction, uh, you know, hitting any type of pitfall or when there's any type of, you know, difficulty that you need to work through to get to, um, you know, closing or fruition of your, your deal, um, dealing with a direct lender, I think the probability of that happening is much greater. The broker doesn't have direct contact with the underwriter who's making a decision. Um, they don't have direct contact with the, you know, uh, credit committee that could be, you know, meeting to determine whether or not you get your financing. And, you know, Gary, I'm not really referencing that, um, you know, agency, buyer, conventional, loan seeker, you know, Fannie Freddie um, has really done a great job with, um, you know, uh, digitalizing most of the process. So if you fit that box, I mean, you can virtually go anywhere and you can start with terms um, because you're in the marketplace to get the most competitive deal to the penny. Um, Most of the buyers or most of the consumers that we deal with, most of the consumers that, you know, come my way after they've fallen out of a transaction and, you know, they've had difficulty are your entrepreneurs, your self-employed, you know, borrowers, your borrowers that have a more challenging time um, qualifying. And, you know, so I, I do think there is this, you know, subsection of the marketplace that fits in that box and that they won't have challenges throughout their transaction. But there's an enormous market of buyers and uh, real estate investors speculators, entrepreneurs, uh, self-employed borrowers, you know, that really need to be careful with who they're dealing with, which would be their MLO, ensuring that they have the level and degree of expertise to advise them and the company they're dealing with. Um, You know, I mean, the company has to care enough to make the push to get their financing done. Um, You know, and you just don't find that that service component, you know, that, that real, you know, um, professional vesting in uh, your client, because we're in the age of technology. It's all moving so fast. And, you know, everyone wants to get the deal done. They want to get it done quickly. You know, the consumer and, and, and the banking institution alike, you know, the banking institution wants to keep their cost per closed transaction down to a level that, you know, works for them. So right. they don't put the manpower at it. So it compromises the service to the consumer. Um, and, you know, they're not going to pay an expert. They're not going to pay somebody who's been in the industry 25 years um, what is required in order to provide the appropriate service level and to provide the right guidance. 
So, you know, this mortgage in the box idea is great for, right. you know, the guy that fits the box and it's in a limited scope. Right. So I, I think, you know, make sure you're dealing with the right company and the right person, the right professional. I think that would be the one single biggest mistake that I see. You know, and, and you know, what I hear you saying is, is that, you know, build a relationship with someone, don't be a transaction for someone, you know, Absolutely. because I, I think that it's that so many people and you know, you're talking about um, trying to commoditize and, and quickly get through things and keep the transaction costs low and stuff like that. And to me, that's what that is. It's a transaction. It's not, you know, building a relationship. And I always look at, you know, professionals that try to build relationships with people. You're going to be much happier with them because, you know, if you need to come back, they're going to be there as compared to a transaction you know, they're not going to be there um, because they've, they've moved on to, to the next thing. Well, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think you have to have the seasoning as a professional in order to move through a real estate transaction fluidly and effectively. You know, um, there's a lot of moving parts. We're in an extremely competitive marketplace right now. Right. And, you know, sellers are dictating what sellers want to dictate. So in a purchase transaction, it's really important your lender and your representative digs in because you have a super aggressive selling agent on the other side and, you know, super aggressive listing agent most of the time, too. Um, you know, so you have to have representation and, you know, every state, you know, functions differently. You have attorney states which in an attorney state, you have attorney representation. It's great. So you, you have someone who's acting on your behalf, who's your fiduciary, and they're going to make sure contractually, you know, you're covered. And your attorney probably will communicate with your lender and ensure they're protecting and, and advocating for your interests. Probably. Hmm. But, um, you know, many of the states that we do business in, and we're in 26 of them, are escrow states. And in those escrow states, your only representation is your realtor. You know, the escrow company is really neutral. Right. So you have to make sure that your realtor is truly representing your interests properly. Um, you know, and I've come across transactions where you have a realtor representing, you know, dual parties. So who are they representing? Right. You know, and uh, the consumer really gets stuck and caught up in that. And um you know, we really advocate strongly to ensure that, you know, close of escrow dates are met, contingency removal dates are met. All these things are really vital. And, you know, when you attempt to get a mortgage in a box, if your expectation is that anyone cares, yeah. they don't. Right. <laughs> it's right. just, you know, so... Again, I'll bring it right back to that. Like you said, it really is all about building a relationship with the individual, the professional that you're dealing with and ensuring right out of the gate that they're, a, you know, that they're really a match, that they're going to meet your specific needs um, and they're going to advocate for you. Right. I think it's just the single most important thing that you can do. And then, of course, I mean, 
you know, they have to provide a, the, the appropriate terms and it, it has to meet, you know, your needs as a whole. But if they're not going to advocate strongly for you, if they're not going to ensure that, you know, um, they're representing your interests, then you're in the wrong place. Right. Now, um, what are some of the questions that you, you know, when you're dealing with the, the with your clients, um, or I should say your potential clients, what are some of the questions that you wish that they would ask that, that they don't seem to be asking? You know, I, I think that qualification is really important. Mm -hmm. And I think the most important question to ask is based upon my income, based upon my assets, based upon my credit, do I qualify for this loan? I, I think that a consumer has to be comfortable, uh, you know, providing detailed information and allowing someone to really dig in right up front. Otherwise, they're wasting their time and they're wasting our time. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think the single most important thing is to really get to the bottom line, which is, do I qualify? Give the proper information, be, be you know, up front and really divulge everything there is to divulge. You know, people often in many transactions, and I see it all the time, oh, you know, I'm buying a home. Uh, yeah, I have $250,000, you know, in assets. Great. Well, they neglected to tell us that, you know, 200000 of that two fifty is sitting in an account that's, you know, uh, you know, with their mother and it's a beneficiary account. And, you know, they're doing some estate planning and they have all kinds of, you know, interesting trust agreements and, you know, or they're refining and the property is shared in an LLC with their ex-wife. <laughs> There's, I, I think the, I, I think I wish they would ask what details are required for me to qualify. And I wish they would allow the person on the other side of the phone to dig in and really get granular and get that, you know, get that standard basic information and that approval process out of the way up front saves a lot of stress and, and, you know, a lot of headaches for the consumer down the line. So I, I think, I think the core in, in what we do, which is we really custom tailor, you know, our products for that entrepreneur, the self-employed borrower, the person that doesn't exactly fit the box, you know, and there's a lot that can be done, you know, it, you know, a guideline can say, you know, listen, your debt ratio has to be 43, mm -hmm. but we can do extended debt ratios to 55. You know, it really depends on the story. It right. depends on the individual. So I would say, um, you know, have a real interview process with the person you're dealing with, share information and make sure they're asking you exactly what did, what did you earn in 2020? How did COVID affect your business? Were you, you know, did you go through a three month, you know, um, stay? Did you have to lay off your employees? Did you take PPP money? Did right. you take another SBA loan? Like what's going on? Really get into the details. You'll have a seamless process. that'll just be, you know, it's, 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 it'll be really comfortable. Mm -hmm. That's, so the question I wish they would ask is, do I qualify and what product do I qualify for if I do qualify? How does this happen? 
what has to happen? What do I need? What do I do? Yeah, I know from from you know my side of things, you know the the, the CPA side, um, and dealing with people that are self-employed, um, and and lots of times, you know. In, in your world, you call them self-employed, but in my world, it's like, no, you own an S corporation, you're an employee of that, but they're still you know, self-employed and there needs to actually be, to, in my opinion, there needs to be communication between their mortgage person and myself to make sure that we do talk about everything and talk about how, how things work. Um, because so many times, if you're dealing with, um, a mortgage professional that hasn't done the self-employed before, yeah, they don't have a clue in it. So many things are paid for by the business that the typical person, um, you know, just regular W-2, you know, out of the box as you were in the box, as you were saying, you know, it's different. Absolutely. And that's one of, you know, a few of the things that we do regularly, just as a matter of you know, doing business in the regular course of our day is, you know, I run operations here, but I can't tell you how many loans wind up on my desk. And, you know, I work with seasoned professionals mm -hmm. and, you know, I pick up the phone and I call the CPA and I say, Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you just dig in with me here? Let's run through this. Let me explain to you what I'm confronting and let's figure this out together. It's a really, really important conversation. It's vital. And again, I know that we live in an age of technology and everyone has this expectation of immediate gratification. Let me push yeah. some buttons. Let me get my answer. Right. Let me get through this. And even if you don't realize that that's your expectation, it is, you know, listen, we, we, we get on the phone and we're like, oh yeah, I want to buy a, yep. you know, I, I, I want to buy a lounge chair. Great. I want to it's see every last other. Yeah, right. that's it. Well, right. you know, but so I think that um, it's vital. It's vital that there's communication with all parties that can help and assist in facilitating a transaction. And, you know, it's, it's vital that we pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. It's vital that we communicate. Communication is the single most important thing, even with real estate agents. Um, you know, it's, it's unheard of. You don't have, you know, an individual in a, in a mortgage bank picking up the phone and calling an agent and letting them know what's really going on or calling at the beginning of the transaction, introducing themselves, setting expectations, right. making sure everyone is aware of how this is going to move and ensuring that we're meeting the needs of all parties. And I've stepped into transactions um, where people have called and said, look, I'm in trouble. I'm at the tail end of this transaction. My contingencies have already been removed. My money is now at jeopardy because once the finance contingency is removed from a contract, their money is what we would call hard. They're not getting it back if they don't meet their contractual obligation and right. close. And they say to me, you know, I'm in trouble. I have to close in 12 days. I can't tell you how many of those conversations we have and it really is all because there's no communication with the other parties that are involved in the transaction. And but be very well could be the CPA who is the one interpreting the income documentation or assisting in interpreting. You right. know, some of your clients have pretty complicated income snapshots. 
And, you know, I'm not a CPA and I'm not afraid to say it. I don't know everything. I don't need to know because, you know, I'm going to leverage a professional like you and I'm going to ask you to teach me what I don't know. And I learn something new every day. And I've been doing this for 30 years, (laughs) you know, like, um, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And I definitely think that, that with us going through, you know, this pandemic that we've gone through and all of the money that was lended and given out and everything else, you know, tax returns look totally different for 2020 and 2021 than they have in the past years. Um, you know, something I want to point out to our listeners, because many times we've, we've talked um, about attorneys and how attorneys have specialties and stuff like specialty areas. And I think, you know, with mortgages, it's the same thing. I mean, because again, you, you have your people that, are, that work with um, business owners and self-employed people, and you have, have other ones that don't. And I think it's important, it, and I think you've, you've hit on it a bunch of times, make sure if you're going to somebody to, to, to borrow money, um, to buy a house or investment properties or anything else, make sure that they have the experience in dealing with someone who is self-employed. Absolutely. I mean, my, my, the number one question I ask to any professional I'm looking to hire is, can you interpret and calc income off of a tax return? And when I tell you I could interview a hundred people, I'll hit on five that will actually understand. And I mean, we're, we're, you know, calculating income based upon, you know, their tax returns, W2s. It could be all kinds of different income snapshots and scenarios. We also leverage the cash flow in someone's business or personal, you know, bank account. And one of the reasons for that and why it's, it's this, this product is so vital to the market now is because as you're saying, there are some nuances to filing your tax return as a self-employed person right now. You know, there's a lot of unknown um, business was, you know, uh, unprecedentedly interrupted in 2020. So you may not have had the earnings in 2020 that you are, that you currently have, or that you had in 2019, but it was based upon an unforeseen natural disaster. I'll call it, you know, it's just a complete disruption to our economic, you know, state. Like, so you really can't leverage in the conventional way, it's really hard, especially right now to leverage tax returns because you're doing a two-year look back, right? You know, no one's qualifying off of, uh, you know, uh, an audited P and L they can't use that solely as income. Correct. You know, they're going to look for 2020. And as you know, you have people that have all different ways in which they earn their living. Um, so when you're looking at their cash flow in their bank statements. In my opinion, it's a much better way to assess someone's financial fitness or really get an idea of what their business is doing. Um, you know, we look at a business concept. We ask them, hey, tell us what you do. Break it down for me. How do you earn your living? What do you do? How many employees do you have? You know, um, we're still relying on a CPA or a third party to advise us as to what you know, they feel the expense factor is for that specific individual business. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can really tell the story. 
I mean, I can look at, you could look at someone's bank. So this is what you do. Right. <laughs> I mean, you right. break down their, their life based upon their cash flow, right? You can see what's coming in and going out. Right. So it's really interesting and it's definitely a specialized area. It's absolutely not everyone understands, um, you know, how to, how to do that mm -hmm. uh, and how to do it accurately, um, you know, efficiently. And uh, I, again, I just bring it back. And as you said, it's really, it's really all about building relationships with professionals that, you know, can, can meet your needs if you're not going to fit in that standard mortgage finance box. Right. You have to make sure you're not wasting your time and spinning your wheels because, you know, it can get costly. And listen, yeah. I'm, a, I, 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 I'm a person for the people. I run my business that way. I, um, you know, I'm always respectful, uh, you know, and I do everything I can to ensure that I build a relationship and you know, I want to do the best job and offer the best product. And, you know, that's how my business is run, but not everyone has integrity. Sure. So when you fall out of that box and you're running to someone and saying, save me, my contingencies are up in 12 days. They're looking at that as an opportunity to gouge you. Right. You know, so you really need to make sure you're not putting yourself in that position because I don't know how many people are going to find me. You know, right. like it's just... Hey. Hey, not probable. Well, our listeners are going to find you. That's for sure. Well, well that's a, that's a great thing. <laughs> so what do you see some of the challenges that are now and in going to be here in the, in the near future uh, in, in your industry? Well, I mean, I, I think that we're not, we're not clear. One, one of the challenges is we're really not clear on what regulatory compliance is coming our way. There's some, you know, uncertainty there. Um, and I, I do, I do believe that regulatory compliance, you know, um, is, is, is put in place to protect the consumer, uh, you know, most of the time. I find that, you know, when you apply it in a practical way, when there's new um, guidelines, sometimes it's challenging to get it to work and it, it does the opposite. Right. You know, it actually hinders the consumer's ability to move through a transaction. So that's just one of the things that I, uh, I have some uncertainty about. Um, but, you know, as it relates to the purchase money mortgage market, you know, for anyone who's buying a home, uh, you know, that market is moving really fast. And in most of the areas that, you know, uh, every area, it doesn't even matter. I mean, we're in 26 states. There's not a, a geographic location that I have seen that is not a seller's market. So I think uh, I'm, we're going to see that continue strong. Uh, so I think people have to be really, really astute in ensuring that they are securing, um, you know, a valid pre-approval, that they understand what they qualify for, and they can step into a transaction strong so this way their bid is accepted they're competing with you know with a lot of people you know i see open houses and you know property goes on the market and there's you know 17 offers it goes over ask right so you know if you want to be uh you know if you want to be in a position to you know to win your bid um and buy the home that you know you want to buy 
I think you need to start looking for your financing well before you start shopping and make sure that, you know, you're prepared to make a strong offer. You know, no one's, no one's, no one's going into transactions. Now everyone wants a 30 day close. That's aggressive. Right. That's, that's aggressive. And, you know, um, you have to be able to compete. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Our, our, we're, we're running short on time now, but uh, you know what? What haven't I asked you that you wish I had? Uh, I think I, I I'm really comfortable with the conversation we had. I can't even think of anything you didn't ask me. Good. Uh, you know, it it was really fantastic, and I I think it you know informative. Uh, so I, I, I'm comfortable there, Gary. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. All right. Um, so our listeners, I mean, you, you've given us a lot of good information. And I think that that there are a lot of um, people that are that are out there that are self-employed or, or looking to be investors, things like that. If they want to talk to you because they like what they hear, how can they reach out to you? So they can reach me through Instagram at go g-o-m bank m-b-a-n-c or they can contact me at mbank.com m-b-a-n-c.com um they can also reach out through contact at mbank.com and i will make sure to respond and uh you know if they have any questions or they feel that there are any questions you didn't ask me and they'd like to i'll be happy to make myself available great i appreciate that So we really thank you for your time and your insight today. Thank you, Gary. It was great talking. I look forward to doing it again. Definitely. Today, our guest was Tabitha Mazzara, and she's the Director of Operations with M-Bank Mortgage. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>